With only seven games left in the 22-23 season, can the Flames make it into the playoffs? They're only two points behind the Winnipeg Jets for the last wild card spot. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast, we're going to talk about it. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, Chris, it's been a couple weeks since we did a show. We've uh, had we somehow we've managed to have our hearts broken and our hope restored a couple times uh, in the, in that couple weeks. Uh, it's yes. the the way this team plays and the inconsistency, the consistent inconsistencies, is uh, it's really hard to keep track of sometimes <laughs> yeah 100 um yeah i mean i mean when you look at i guess uh, last show we had was just before we were in vegas right where we broke the streak so that's what possible 14 points and we've got what 11 out of 14 points since then that's, yeah i do believe right we beat it's... Vegas. OT loss uh, at home uh, against Dallas. Uh, loss in LA. Win in Anaheim. Uh, yeah, Vegas lost, and then uh, San Jose and uh, LA. And a couple wins. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been really up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I guess that's nine points. My bad. It's still a pretty damn good points percentage considering. Um, you know, some of the teams we've been playing against and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like Vegas, well, yeah, Vegas and... twice, LA twice, Dallas. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all right. I mean, at the top of their, of, of their divisions. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's good. And and we actually beat two lower place teams. Like, and we did fairly handedly. It was good. Yeah. That's that's not how the Calgary Flames normally go about their business, right? It's not, but it's great to see that that they're even though that San Jose game was really uh yeah. man, it was pretty much an epitome of the Flames season as, as far as getting up, you know, getting up to a quick lead and then just like letting it dissolve. Um yeah, but yeah, they they played with our emotions. Um for 40 minutes, 45 minutes at least. I mean, because we were we were tied coming out of the uh, the second period to a team that we should not have been tied with. Right. And you know, thankfully we're able to weather the storm and 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 get a win out of uh out of a, a home game in the dome, which it, it's it's been slim pickings for wins in the dome this year, right? Yeah, you know, except for except for the the month of March has actually been pretty reasonable. Yeah, they've been playing pretty good at home and away, actually. Um, for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. last game I think is pretty much their most complete game that I've seen them play this this year. Yeah, they were definitely a 
that was that was definitely Sutter hockey, right? Get the lead, shut it down. Um, I'll Completely. be honest with you, though, it it terrified me because we all know what L- LA can do. They can they can score pretty much at at will. And and I'm watching the game going like this isn't the time to sit back and like you got to keep going, got to keep going. But they, I mean, they they held it out. Markstrom stood on his fucking head. He did. He absolutely. He made some absolutely ten bell saves. But yeah. you're right about that. That's one one of the things that kind of annoys me about Sutter's system is they play for the one goal lead and then they play to keep it. Um, yeah. and it's I can't remember what game it was, but I remember like yelling at my TV like because they had got a one or two goal lead in the first period. And yeah. and then it was like last month, I think. And then they tried to trap at at the halfway through the first period. And I'm sitting there like just losing my shit because it's like yeah. teams have a lot of skill nowadays. Yeah. And they go in like you can't expect to not let in another goal with fucking... 50 minutes left in the game. I get well, it absolutely. if there's like 10 minutes left in the game, maybe, but maybe, but you gotta like, well, you gotta have possession in the opponent's zone. Yeah. And the way they, they've been doing it is they flip it into the opponent's zone. And every time they get it, it's like as fast as, of a dump as you can do, you know, cross, yeah. cross well, the red line, dump, and just try and get it back instead of actually fucking keeping it in the opponent's zone and trying to score, which they should. <laughs> yeah, this this team's version of the dump and chase is dump and then start chasing instead of coming in with a head of steam where you already yeah. have momentum going into the zone to where you can actually potentially beat the defender into the corner for the puck, which is kind of the concept behind it. Um but you're right. Like you can't, you can't be doing this, this holding back against a team like LA, especially with the amount of two on, two on ones that the Flames have have brought back. You know this this season, or had against us. Like it's just been yeah, like a plethora of high danger chances that we leave for the other team. So that and like to start playing the the old dump and chase and trying to clog up the neutral zone, which is great. You know, defensive hockey. They're just not quite equipped for it. Now, in yeah. their defense, they're, they're, they did have two goals um, in, in the third period that, that should have counted. So, I mean, the, the two, two to one is, is slightly skewed. I mean, that empty net goal was, was ridiculous that they called that back. I mean, just a linesman's mistake, I guess. Whatever. It's unfortunate yeah. that they can't challenge that. Yeah, that because just for people that don't know, I'm sure there's lots of people out there that were freaking out over that. Um, you can challenge a goal, but you can't challenge a not goal. Basically, yeah. is is why that happened. So, mm-hmm. it Minnesota could have challenged that, but that would be stupid, right? Yeah, but we yeah, couldn't LA, challenge LA, that LA because. And I think I said that last night, right? That'd be the epitome of, of balls. Yeah. 12 yeah. seconds left. We're going to challenge that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and then and then that you know that that one scrum play that you know I I think it's sitting at around eighty five percent of the population knows the puck was in fifteen says they 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 didn't see conclusive evidence that it was in the uh, see it's, to, to me it, it's one of those situations where it's obviously like like it's obviously in um but the only angle like there's no way that that can't be in considering what happened before and what happened next but it Lindholm's stick is in the way of of the one angle where you can actually see the puck mm-hmm. and to me anyways it could just be my bad vision i don't know but it looked like Lindholm's stick was covering a piece of the puck and a piece of the line so they couldn't tell conclusively if the puck was all the way over the line but th- like to me there's no way that it couldn't have been but it's good that yeah. the team actually fought through adversity for like what seems like the first time this fucking year and their adversity that in this game is three called back goals yeah which is which is funny a, a friend of mine uh, also named chris uh he's an la uh fan he lives in california um he was he put up a, a post on facebook last night saying uh you know it was, it was a hard fight uh you know, one to two, as as he put it, and I said, and I just chimed in, and said it was five to one, fucker. Yeah, you know, I, and I. But know, it doesn't matter how you win, as long as you offside. win. That's right, and I I know that first one was absolutely offside, so I, I was only uh, poking the bear with him on that one, and, and he knew it. Yeah, and yeah, um, like obviously those those last two probably should have counted, but. Uh, they squeaked out the win and it was a big one and you needed that win like really needed that win um i want to talk about a couple of guys who uh seem like they're coming back to life a little bit um two guys that both of us kind of have issue with in in general um no not luch actually um oh, no he's he Did is coming back to life night? but didn't you say to me last night that you were surprised with how fast he looked last night? Yes, yes, I did say that. In uh, okay. give him, give him his credit on air, God damn it. Yeah, no, he he. I think Dewar <laughs> is uh, is really sparking Lucic really a lot. Um, yeah, and and it's I, good I, because Luch needs that, and um, he he looked fast, he looked engaged, and he was hitting. So that's awesome to see. Yeah. But I, I was talking. We'll talk about Dewar in a little bit too, because he's been just—he's been amazing. Honestly, he's been yeah. way more than a fourth liner, you know, is expected to be, to me. Yeah. Um, but the guys I wanted to talk about were were Kadri and uh, Mangiapani. Now Mangiapani's finally starting to put pucks in nets. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, obviously, you can attribute Mangiapane with the fact that he finally scored a goal, and and I think majority he's of people, got two in the last few couple games. I think exactly, and so I think majority of us knew that that he was because he got the one because he's been a very streaky player his whole career. That you know, 
a few more were likely to follow um, fairly quickly. And so he, he got another one. So he's, yeah, he's had two in the last three games, two games. I he's got I two, think two he, I know he scored in LA. I can't remember if he scored in Vegas. I know what the scores yeah. are, but I can't remember who. Yeah, no, no. Kadri scored in Vegas and Luch. Um, yeah. No, he he scored in... Mangiapani scored in... Uh, scored against um, the... Uh, yeah, when was that? I don't even see it here. So it wasn't Sharks, wasn't Vegas. Maybe it was Anaheim. <laughs> Yeah, he scored in Anaheim, and then he scored again in uh, in L.A. Yeah, right. So, okay, so he's four, starting four to separating. Yeah, he's he's starting to to feel it, which is good. And Kadri, um, I know he's still playing on, you know, the quote unquote third or fourth line or whatever you want to call it, um, and he's not getting the ice time that that he would like, but I think he's getting the ice time that he deserves for his play in the last little while and I'm happy to see that but the last couple games he's looked engaged he's looked a lot and have you noticed you know that that thing that drives us both nuts where he skates over the line over the blue line with his uh with the puck and just skates directly into a fucking defender yeah. I yeah. he hasn't done that in the last couple of games that I've I've seen, he did it twice last night, and and I, I, I didn't remember notice it. He, uh, it it didn't really amount to much afterwards, so it was okay, I guess. I was actually thinking about this last night after after I saw him do that, and and I I honestly think that somewhere along the line, either whether he was in junior. Or, or just starting out his NHL career, I think somebody may have made a mistake and called him a power forward. Because he plays face. like one, yeah. He, he tries, tries to. to. Yeah. yeah. He thinks he can just power his way through defenders, and he can't. He simply can't. Yeah, um, he's he's so not he, he needs to, Miko he needs to use his No, he needs to use his teammates more. And he needs to go around people. And, yeah. and and we've talked about this many times. But you're right, he, he has looked better. Um see I didn't notice him doing that last night, but maybe uh maybe I had my phone in my face for that. Who knows? I, I can't remember if it was either you or, or Steve um in, in the group chat there were saying that he, he he looked like he wasn't as selfish last night and not Ten seconds later, he tried to do one of his things, which ran into the defender, lost oh. the puck, and they came up the ice. And I went, <laughs> "Oh, except for that, <laughs> yeah." No, it, it was me because he he doesn't seem as selfish. And I know a couple people in our group chat are um, vehemently against me saying that uh, Kadri is selfish, but Kadri has played very selfish over the last couple months and uh and honestly for the most part of his career um but 
again, he's he's looked a lot better. He's looked like he's taken the message and is trying to play his way back up the lineup, which is what Adam Ruziska doesn't do. Um, yeah, when he's all. on, and, yeah. and that's why he's not playing. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I am worried. Not worried, but I'm, I'm interested to know why Peltz isn't getting any ice time. Yeah, his, his last game, he didn't look good, but I didn't think it warranted sitting out two weeks or however many games it's been. Yeah, I think he's played once in the last like week and a half or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I know he's made a couple of bad giveaways in the last uh, two games he's played, um, and I think that's what got him benched. Or, or rather, press boxed, mm-hmm. which is okay. But to me, if you're, this is another thing about Souther that drives me nuts is he'll sit a young player for doing that for two weeks, basically, but he won't sit any of the older guys for. He might sit them for a game or two, but he doesn't. He doesn't treat them the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. I suppose, like in, and I mean the difference between that, though. I mean, Peltier has been. I mean, he's he's been good. He's he's been energetic and and really, really, uh, you know, working well with his line mates. Where Dewar and I know the situations are are different. Dewar's really, he's he's driving the line, which has been pretty remarkable i didn't think he really had it in him after the first couple of games you know i was impressed with him but i didn't i didn't realize that he could actually be that effective and 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 create the pace for two other players i i'll tell you what i said on uh, the 960 text line the other day um walker doer i think has a lot more potential upside than i thought i i thought he was going to be Garnet Hathaway kind of player. Not exactly the same, obviously, but I thought he was yeah. just a career fourth liner. Nothing wrong with that. You need those guys. Energy, physical, chipping with yeah. the odd goal, but I think Dewar has the possible upside to be more of a middle six guy. I, I um, agree. I, I think a middle six guy, and, and I think as soon as we can, I think we need to start giving him minutes on the uh, penalty kill. Yeah. He really goes after the puck hard, and he's and he's good at it at taking the puck away. I think having him as maybe the second or third option to start off, like maybe, I guess maybe for next year, right? Because cause we'll he already plays with Lewis, bases. so true, true. But who's who's Lewis playing with uh, right now in the PK? Backland, I believe. And yeah, they, they kind of switch it right between Lindholm, Backland, Lewis. I think I think they all play together. I think they all have shifts with each other. I don't think there's really set penalty kill lines. Yeah, that could be. Um, that could be. I mean, obviously, I mean, you 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 need to keep backs on the top one. The guy's been a stud this year. Yeah, like he's, he's but, aging like fine wine. Absolutely. Oh, congratulations to him on 900 games. He's mm-hmm. uh, 
hell of a player. I I've always loved backs. It's, you know, if 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 he signs a contract this this offseason or an extension, sorry, um, you, you have to give him the C. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, and I kind of feel like that's why they haven't given anybody the C. I think he's been the obvious choice for a while, mm-hmm. or or the organization. But I think they're waiting to make sure that he extends because there's, to me, anyways, there's no real point in making somebody a captain just to have to name somebody else in a year and a half, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, But I do think that like, like we were talking about Dewar there, I wouldn't mind seeing him. uh, Obviously he has to resign or or extend because he's a pending uh, restricted free agent. I can't remember. Um, But I don't, think he won't and even the GM said I remember when we traded away Brett Ritchie for Nick Ritchie for no apparent reason um, I remember our GM was saying in his press conference that Dewar is a full time NHL right now um, yeah. yeah so I would, wouldn't would mind seeing him earn some middle six minutes I I kind of feel like he that line is kind of middle. I don't think we have a fourth line. I mean, we do and we don't, right? Yeah. I mean, like as far as minutes go, we do. Yeah, that's not even the case either, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of weirdness when it comes to uh, to a setter, right? When it, when the way he rolls his line, like it, it's you won't find many coaches that will even out their their four lines like Daryl Sutter will. Right. Whether, um, whether good or bad, or yeah. indifferent, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I I think he's he's earned it, and if he continues to earn it in the training camp next year, I'm hoping, um. I'm hoping that whoever's coaching the team, whether it's Daryl or not, I hope that they aren't stuck in their ways as far as, um, no, this guy is period a fourth liner. I, th- I'd like to actually see him given the shot because just because you're a grinder doesn't like Tom Wilson is a grinder and he's been a first line player for fucking years. You know what I mean? He's, I mean, if, if we can get walk, Walker Dewar to uh, anywhere close to that, be, to be comparable to, to Wilson? Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, obviously yes, that's not my, I don't think he's got Tom Wilson upside. I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to get 25 goals or, or whatever, uh, but I think that, that uh, you know, 15 to 20 goals for, for that guy, like he is tenacious on the puck in the offensive oh, zone, I've noticed. I've, I'm really yeah, impressed with, with Dewar. He's He's really good along the boards. In, that in goal he scored too. Right? What's that? Mm-hmm. In in both directions. Like if he's coming into the zone, he's good with the puck to to get the puck away from their defender in the boards. Like he's really he's really effective at using his body 
Yeah. Along the boards. Yeah. I, I've, I've got a ton of respect for him. I didn't, I did not see it. Um, but then to again, start. yeah, I, I didn't get to, I didn't see him play that many games. Yeah. And I mean, if you ever want to impress your coach and, and make sure that you're going to continue to be in the lineup, do exactly what Walker Dewar is doing. I couldn't agree more. And he doesn't make many mistakes. Like, no, not really. And he's got That's pretty dangles too. <laughs> right. And he's got a hell of a shot. He does. And yeah. he uses That's it. Been good. Um, he energizes, he energizes Milan Luch. I mean, anybody that can, that can make Luch look like he's young again on the ice. I'm all for it. Couldn't yeah. agree more. And like he, he's a college free agent kid. that we signed that, that actually drives a line, even if it's right. the, "Quote unquote fourth line." He's driving a line, and that's that's amazing. Honestly, yep, absolutely. There we go. That was like like nine to eleven minutes on Walker Dewar. Did you ever think that would be the case? Uh, I'm fucking happy about it. I'll tell you that much. But no, I didn't think yeah. that would be the case uh, when we yeah. signed him. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, shall we hear a little bit about some sports betting or what? Yeah, might as well. Got to make some money somehow. Yeah, <laughs> some money. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway. The action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pre-game Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age, some restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Well, we have a couple of signings. Uh, Let's just get stronger and out of the way quickly. Our second round pick from last draft, 45th overall, signed to his um, uh, entry-level contract yesterday, I believe, which is great. Um, I think that was today, like five hours ago. Oh, was it? Well, there you go. I think so. Um, Could be wrong. He played a little bit, just a quick rundown here. Uh, He played a little bit in the adult Swedish league, which is a pretty decent competition. And in 45 games, he had eight points, which isn't by any uh, stretch of the imagination amazing. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's pretty decent for for a, a rookie, you know. 
playing in his first uh he is he is only nineteen. I guess yeah. you know twenty in a playing, couple of months, yeah. but I guess he had six games last year as well with zero points, but really this is his first real stretch. Um but it looks like he got uh sent down to junior uh where he's been ripping it up. He's played for two different junior teams this year has a hat trick in one game with one team and then has uh, a goal and two assists in one game with another team. So in two junior games, he's got six points, which is not bad at all. Um, I don't think there's any reason to for the fan base to get overly excited about him. Um, He might turn into something in, two, three, four years, but we don't know. I, th- I think he's probably going to just play for the Wranglers for at least a couple years here. Yeah, I would think. I would I would suspect that next year in training camp, um, if our, our our Swedish players can can uh, give him some advice and, you know, just have him build, right? And, and you know, you're right. I, I think two years probably at least in the A. Which is totally fine. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I agree. There. On I mean, to the big signing. Lots of guys that are uh, deserving of a of a better a better look next year. I think. I couldn't agree more. Um. So let's talk about Matt Coronado because everybody seems to want to all the time. Um. Am the I excited about has it? Been saved. Yes. Um. Uh, Obviously, I'm excited about about him. Uh, you know, we drafted him 13th overall. Um, I didn't think he wasn't going to sign. I know a lot of people were comparing him to Adam Fox because you know from the states and all that type of stuff. And it's like just be just because one guy is an entitled little shit doesn't mean everybody else is an entitled little shit. Well, and I like everybody's argument thing. Well. Because he's American. Because he's American. He wanted to play for an American team. No, Fox wanted to play for the Rangers, period. Yeah, he got he, he said no to Carolina, traded, which I believe... He traded to an American team and still said no. So, yeah. I, I believe... But, I mean, in, in, his, in his defense, I will defend him a little bit in the fact that he was up front before he was fucking drafted that he didn't want to play in Calgary. Yeah, so, it, was, it was a draft blunder is what it was. 100%. Yeah. Um. Yeah, last time I checked, Raleigh is it? Raleigh's in Canada, right? North Carolina. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's America, baby, America. Yeah, that was sarcasm, by the way, for those of you who can't pick up on that type of stuff. Anyway, so Coronado signed. Um, you know, a couple days after the Harvard Crimson got eliminated in most unceremonious fashion. Um, I think they were supposed to be one of the the top, top teams in the tournament and they got booted out in the first game. Um, But, you know, I don't think he's going to get into any games this week. And that's okay because he doesn't know the systems and we are in a position where we are pretty darn close to making the playoffs. And I think 
Uh, we all know Sutter isn't even playing fucking Pelche right now, who's got 20 some odd or 30 some odd. I, I don't even know games under his belt. Um, so I think the second we are eliminated, I feel if, if, if that happens, I feel Coronado get, probably gets a couple games. But I don't yeah. see any reason to, to really play him more than two or three games, honestly. And that's not being restrictive. That's He's here to learn, and he's here to see what NHL players do on a day-to-day basis, right? He's He yeah, hasn't absolutely. even played an exhibition game. He hasn't even, you know, he's had one morning skate, probably a practice by now, but... Well, and what is the college format when it comes to games? Isn't it like once a week, maybe twice? It is not very often. I I don't know for sure, but it's it's not very often. Yeah, so not not to say that it won't be in any sort of condition, but it's it's a grind, especially you know down the stretch here, where where you got a team that's effectively fighting for their their playoff lives. So yeah, I mean. I, I don't suspect we'll see him uh, play a game before Winnipeg next next Wednesday, honestly. You know, I don't see him playing Winnipeg just because of how big that game is. No, I, 100%. Yeah, I don't see him, I don't see him playing um, any of the games between now and next Wednesday. Um, at least by then we'll have a better picture as to where we are, and then we can reassess where whether whether or not he even would come back in even or come in for the for the last three games of the season. Who knows, right? I don't think Coronado is used to playing, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, four games in six days. Correct. So uh, who knows, maybe he gets in against Chicago or something like that, but I doubt it. I feel like he will definitely either way get in against San Jose for the last game of the year, but uh, that's the only real lock for me i think yeah i, I think he gets one more somewhere probably but i i'm not am i excited to see him progress over the next couple of years yes i am but i don't i don't think he's ready and we need guys who are ready right now period no, this isn't the time no just um, isn't the time and it's I mean, great we, that he signed. We've already lost to Chicago twice this year. Yeah. Right. Twice in January. Like, yeah. No, Probably no don't need to do that anymore. For an auto, but. And he's and barely a point per game in in college, yeah. right? Yes. Um, But he's a right-handed s- sniper. So that we need yeah, on the effectively, team. Defect- effectively, the only reason why he's not uh, playing for the Wranglers right now is because he's not eligible. Otherwise, right. that's where he would be right now. And he is eligible next year to play for the Wranglers. Yes. So right. um, I don't see why that wouldn't happen for a little while, at the very least, unless he absolutely jaw, you know, drops jaws in camp. Um, well, you know what? If he does, great. Oh, I, and that's another thing, like for, for me anyways, and I know I'm pretty sure for you too, um, when we say things like this, we're not trying to restrict the player or 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 whatever. We're we're just we want. I definitely want Coronado to step in and 
score 80 goals next season. But just being realistic, no, if he if he does step in and prove that he's ready for the NHL, that is incredible. But I it's not to be likely, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to be realistic. Um yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I'm all for anybody earning a spot on the team. Actually earning a spot. Not, earning, yeah. Not uh, not coming in on a PTO like a Sonny Milano, floating around, kind of going through the paces-ish, and then wonder why you don't get a contract. Like, that's that's not what we need. See, you know, I, I, any I, of the players I, in, in the A right now can can earn themselves a spot next year in the uh, in camp. Bring it, a. bring it on. I'm all yeah. for it. I th- going back to I, I know this is a little tangent, but going back to last or this season's camp, um, I thought Zari earned himself a, a spot. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, so I, I, basically, I I'm I'm hoping he he continues how he played in. Um, in in last camp and has been playing in the AHL all season and can earn himself a spot in mm-hmm. next camp. Yep. Well that's yep. it, right? That was that was stage one. So now it's you know phase two next camp. Let's see what he's got. Let's see how he how he improved and see what he learned in in another uh another season in the A. Agreed. Which if which effectively was this is first full season, wasn't it? Zari, yeah, because last season, I mean, I th- he still got like half or so of uh, mm-hmm. of the AHL games in, but he broke uh, last season. But he he broke his um, ankle, I believe, blocking a shot in his first exhibition game in one of his first shifts. Uh, that yeah. year and then had to miss a bunch of time and he didn't look all that great in the AHL from from what I heard because he had to play catch up because it's kind of hard to, sure. to skate when you have a broken yeah tough to tough ankle. to be in uh, in condition yeah after breaking an ankle right so yeah no fault of his own I mean that's that's super unfortunate that's the uh, that's that's the Balamaki right yeah. Um. Yeah. What else do we so got that, here today, Chris? What else do we have there? Um, I want to I want to uh, touch on uh, very briefly uh, P PK and PP. Um, sure. I mean, power play has had a very different look in the last few games. It's been uh, somewhat successful, which has been nice. They're they're not they're they're actually trying to gain entry into the zone, and when they're not just gaining entry in the zone, when they when they dump it in, they're at least trying to start it off with a full head of steam, and I feel like they have a better combination of players working with each other. Um, I mean, we yep. watched the same, you know, the the Huberto, Tapoli, Lindholm, Kadri, Anderson, or. Eighty long enough. Of the yeah, <laughs> and it. I mean, no offense to any one of them, it just wasn't working. Oh, um, so none of them wanted I'll, to get in front of the net. Great. The one guy that should be is pissing around over in the side of 
and yeah. the, the hash marks, right? Um, so, I mean, I'll put it on, on coaching staff. Because, I mean, it, like to, to run that same freaking line for so long with mediocre success is just, and, it's asinine. And expect it to work. And, and the thing is, is for for months, it was every time Kadri did, almost every time Kadri got in front of the net, they'd score. Right. That's right. But then he'd not go in front of the net on the power play for the next four games. And they wouldn't score. Go hang over on the side again, thinking that he's the playmaker on the team, which he's not. Right? He needs and he shouldn't have been the guy carrying the puck up the ice. It up. Ever. No, I agree. 100%. So now it's been, uh, you know, just definitely a different mix, right? Yeah. You know, some some guys that have never been on the power play as long as, you know, as long as this season is concerned anyways. Um, and, and just some different different pairings and in, in, in groups which can be refreshing right it, gives it seems to be working gives you yeah that's right if you just try something new for the love of god daryl and your people i'll be honest i i couldn't even tell you what the lines are the, the power play lines are because they're they're it looks like he just like points at five guys and says you guys this time yeah. and then maybe next time too but i don't know <laughs> yeah well i got the sense that he just picked one guy from each line and then a defender right like it was, it yeah. was super bizarre but you know and i'm going to i'm going to look it up it, right now so right now it, our it, first power play unit is backland lindholm mangiapani tofoli and anderson and our second one is Uyghur, huberdo richie kadri and dubé right which That's is kind of like we were talking off off screen there. Um, it's kind of like two second power play units. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know why they're still playing Kadri and Huberto together. It just stop it. <laughs> it they, they have no fucking chemistry at all. <laughs> Yeah, you got you got a playmaker playing with a guy that thinks he's a playmaker, and it just doesn't work. If so you can imagine. These are the guys that Huberto has to pass to on the power play right now. Richie, Kadri, and Dubé. <laughs> and Uyghur. <laughs> but actually, we should talk about Raz and Uyghur for, for a minute. They haven't been playing together since Tanev went out, but when they were playing together, they were very good together. Yep. I think they're both, I could be off a little bit here, but they're both close to a point a game in, in their last 10. Um, right. Uyghur has really started coming along. I, I really like Uyghur. Um, and uh, Anderson, I mean, Anderson just keeps getting better. Uh, I, I'm I'm super pumped on on the future with that pair for the next however many years. I agree. Um, I was kind of apprehensive when it came to Uyghur, especially the first couple of weeks. Um, but I mean, he learning a new system coming from a completely different style of, of, uh, of, of approaching the game. 
So it's not even, yeah, it's going to take some time to adjust. Right. So I'll, I'll give him that. That's, that's fine. It took too long. But I tell you what, but I think he, I think he took two months longer than, than I wanted, but yeah. he's looking pretty good right now. I mean, he, he hits a lot, which you don't, you don't see it that much. Like when you watch, like, it's not like he's, you know, Zadaroff trying to take people out at the blue line. He just makes those smart little hits, those little, those little plays that lots of rubouts. Really, yeah, a lot of rubouts, and he's really good with a stick. It's, uh, you know, as as you and I have both alluded to uh, over the last couple of weeks, is very TJ Brody esque, right? In so many different ways, like he's like a a little bit more gritty TJ. He's he's got some speed. He's not afraid to to pinch in to to make an offensive play. He is prone to the bad turnover with the stretch pass, but that's just part of being good at stretch passes is sometimes you turn it over. Um, Some, sometimes he tries to spin a Rama move and just falls on his fucking ass. And he's done and, that a uh, couple times too. <laughs> that was so gross last night. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what, what a safe in general, he's been great. Breakaway. Yeah, no, I think, you know what? If, if the, the two of them can play more together, because I, I do agree. I think our our first pairing needs to be Anderson and Weger. And then, you know, if Noah continues to be a member of the team, I think putting him with, with Tanev, if, you know, it, it, if Tanev ever plays again, the poor guy, man. I, I, the guy is such a warrior, and, and you know, yeah. I don't know how, how hurt he is. There's not really a lot of mention, right? They just have he has to be day-to-day. very hurt to not play. Yeah. To not play, he has right? to missed, not be able to. Games. He played with one shoulder in the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah, um, it wasn't pretty. No, it was. He probably shouldn't have played. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree. Um, one thing I do want to say too, because over the past several years or a couple years. Tanev does this, or when the team doesn't have Tanev, when he is hurt, when he's out for whatever reason, they have run around like headless chickens and made way more mistakes than they would even with him around. Um, And over the last couple games, they haven't. And that is such a good sign because it is. To me, he's he's been a security blanket, and every that they've always just seemed a lot calmer when even when he's not on the ice, just with him on the bench. Um, and then they panic when he's not there. But the last couple games, I, they've been pretty fucking good, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He's been he's 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 been. He's been such a rock for the for the team. Like, like defensively, he just nobody compares to him. He yep. just keeps that. I don't know. Like he eats up a ton of minutes. He's just so stable. He, yeah, he's exactly what you want back there. But you're right. When he's not there, because he's so heavily relied on, the team falls apart. Couldn't agree more. Defensive, but you know, they've been they've been better. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and he hasn't played in the last four games. So, you know, let's let's hope. So, I, I mean, I would say something something happened in in L.A. and I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, don't know what it is. I'm not sure what it is either, back. but but uh... I, also, I also hope he becomes healthy. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, if if it takes him being out for the rest of the year just to be better for next season, then I'm I'm fine with that. I don't think is what it is. I've said this many times. I don't think he's played healthy. I don't think he's played one healthy game for the Flames. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I think he's been hurt since his second or third season in the league, and and he just never fully heals. Which, so like I Martin suppose, Martin. is fine when when you're when you're as effective as he is. Um, it's yeah, not well, fine when you're Sean Monahan. Um, that that is the difference, right? Yeah, like like you know damn well that Tanev's been playing hurt for majority of this season for sure. So this has been one of his rougher years, right? Yep. Yeah, and in in my opinion, he hasn't been as good. I'm not saying he's been bad, but he definitely hasn't been as good as normal. Right? I couldn't agree more. He he's still super defensively sound, but he's. Just um it's hard to explain for especially you know at, at least we're talking to a bunch of people who watch him play, but you see okay. you see Chris Tanev play and make he makes so many great defensive stick plays and and just interceptions and gets in puck carriers' faces just enough to cause them to fuck up basically mm-hmm. um but he he hasn't been you're right he hasn't been as good at it this year yeah he's still doing it but he, he hasn't been doing it nearly as effectively as he usually does yeah i find i find his zone exits have, have really struggled this year yeah and of course you know everybody's zone exits would would struggle when you're when you're used to you know lobbing it up to number 13 and watching them exit the you know the zone yeah yeah exactly but but yeah there it should is. we save yeah. the uh southern talk for another day yeah let's give them another couple of games and see what happens yeah <laughs> um give them another couple of games yeah i mean Got maybe we'll just do an Friday. episode about it. Maybe we'll do a mini episode about it in the next few days or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a, a a full show about Daryl Sutter at the end of the season. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll uh, we'll grade our our players. Probably do it in three episodes. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll grade our coaching staff and we'll grade our GM and we'll grade our owners and Ryan Leslie. <laughs> On that note, Eric Francis. Oh. We grade him now. Does nah, he even get we... does he even get a grade? Is he good enough oh, he to get a grade? a grade? Everybody gets a grade. They're not all gonna like him. 
but everybody gets one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, we are on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, any any place you get your podcasts. Uh, check out the Hockey Podcast Network for more shows on other teams. And uh, go Flames, go. Go Flames, go. Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers. Cheers.